welcome back to Trash Talk, the show that was almost on ESPN, but then I decided to say the word Bukaki the episode before we sent it over. So unfortunately, we're still stuck here in podcast and KO format, but you know what? We're still ticking, which was some of the shit that's been said on this show over the years. I am partly surprised. Peter Hooley. Mate, I'm still flat about that during the NBL Cup. Could have been on ESPN. About 10 episodes would have been great. Live as oh, well, what we wanted. Live in and between the NBL Cup, but no. You ruined it. I had to go on Urban Dictionary and just give a nice explicit term. Worst part was you did explain, you purposely said, do not go look up what that word means, which when you say that, people go immediately, who don't know what it means and now everybody knows including head of ESPN well anyway get your head out of the gutter okay, and let's sorry. get back uh, this big news big news yep. Bryce Cotton set mm. to sit out the remainder of the regular season and I say regular season in those little for those listening in podcast format little inverted commas is this just is it a serious oh it's serious as we think it is how do, how do we know because well, I think you want any excuse to rest Bryce Cotton until the rest of the season it sounds a hematoma I'm not even sure exactly what that is, but it requires surgery. And from the rough Google that I did, it's not fun to have. Well, yeah. And from what we've seen in other uh, sports, other similar injuries, it's like a minimum four to six weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. How many weeks exactly do we have left? Because this season has gone on so long that I wouldn't be surprised if they just extended it another six. Well... You know, no one wants after this whole season not to have Bryce Cotton in the finals. No, so it's not at gonna, all. And we're, I'm not sure. That kills so. the season. If Bryce Cotton doesn't play in the oh finals, goodness. the season is dead it's because gonna, United will just waltz into the it's finals be, and win by 15 every game. And now I say that, that will come back to bite me because it's the Perth Wildcats. Well, not And either. they find a way to win <laughs> no matter what. That's a good point, but... They've got to get there first. Like, if their semi-final matchup is a full-strength Phoenix, they're playing some really good basketball. So they need Bryce Cotton. They'll still have home court advantage. I still reckon they get it done, but it's a fair point. Without Bryce Cotton... It changes everything. We don't really know what this team can do without Bryce Cotton. Well, we saw them against the Sixers. They have to win that game anyway without Bryce. And didn't look... Great offensively, still got the job but they've done. still. I, I'm willing to give them a few games to find their rhythm yeah. because when you take a guy out that's that good mm-hmm. and that dominates the ball that much, you're going to have to find your rhythm. And I'll tell you what, they're lucky they got Magna in if he does have to miss a significant amount. It of is. Time. It is worrying though because hopefully it's just something that there was just a quick fix in terms of they were probably going to rest him anyway and like, well, let's just get it done because they played six games in 11 days. He's leading the league in minutes by far. So. Would have been nice to see him rest anyway, but is this a blessing in disguise? Is it something where and comes, we're not sure how bad? It, like that's the I'm issue. not a I'm not a medical expert no, by any not even, sense. Absolutely not even close. Absolutely not even close. No, but <laughs> but if Bryce I had got, a few jokes there, <laughs> I just left. <laughs> oh, it. Oh, there was a couple of things it, that I, I could say. But we've already started off the program on that yeah, note, and we've diverted. But look, if Bryce Cotton does take these to the end of the regular mm. season off, is that a bit of a blessing in disguise for the Wildcats? Does he come back into the finals? assuming that he's good to go and that four to six weeks is with two weeks of on-court activity, is it? does that help the Wildcats? Because we've been saying all year, we've said on a couple of shows previously that... He looked tired. He looked tired. Yeah. And if he could take two weeks off, that'd be perfect well, for Well, you're right. If he can come back ready for semi-final game one as near full strength as possible, then... I'm all good with that, but I, I do worry that it might be a little worse than that, and that's not going to be good news for the Wildcats because it's Bryce. It's the best player in the league and the most integral part well, bad of their news. system. It's bad news for everything. It's yeah. bad news for the viewership. It's Every, bad yeah, news you're for right. absolutely everything. Yeah. This guy is the marquee player of the NBL. They I can't win a title without him, though. They really can't. It's oh. gonna... I know. It's the Perth Wildcats. I know, It's but it's Bryce Cotton, man. It's like speaking of something in public you shouldn't be speaking oh, about. You've sort of got to whisper it. If you're going to go against the Wildcats, sure, just say point. it quietly. Yeah, maybe. it's a good point. Just, you know, don't say it out loud. Yeah. Think it to yourself. But anyway, the, the big question is now, Mooney or Cotton? Is this, is this the opening window? There was a lot of arguments 
for John Mooney to potentially be a valid MVP winner before this. Mm. And now with Bryce Cotton missing the final few games, how's that going to affect Mooney? If he goes and continues, gets another four double-doubles, then you've probably got to say the guy's the MVP. And I, I probably say that when you look at the stats, yes, Bryce Cotton scored a lot more. But Mooney was right there as MVP anyway. So yep. this could just be the one that tips the scale. Well, Mooney's in the NBA next year, isn't he? From what he, oh, I well, don't know. I, th- I think he's another one of those guys. Like you look at like even a guy in Perry Ellis, of course, didn't play like John Mooney. Mm-hmm. But guys that come over in that sort of role, like mildly Perry undersized. Didn't do what Mooney did. He didn't though. do what Mooney is. That was an absolutely shocking comparison. <laughs> but they, had, they had similar game types in terms of that undersized for the NBA. Or I thought you were going more towards that both fresh out of college look like they. Fresh out of college. eight years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that sort of sense as well. But they've got that sort of, you know, hard-nosed, they're not flashy skill-type players. I'd say that Mooney probably I've got, is a I've got the stats for you, so you bring it up. Uh, John- Perry Ellis and John Mooney. <laughs> Perry Ellis still – he's actually going back to Kansas next year, Perry Ellis. <laughs> uh, so John Mooney, 17.7 points per game, three and a half assists, 11 and a half rebounds. Leads the league, double-doubles, rebounds. Bryce Cotton, 23 and a half, 5.7 assists and 2.9. So – Career numbers for Bryce Cotton and passing the ball. But has John Mooney been even better than we thought because of Bryce Cotton? That's what I was about to say. You read the run sheet. Well, no, it's not on there. It's just there's actually, being an there's actually the game. barely anything on the run sheet. <laughs> but tra- no, I, tra- I agree that sheet. if John Mooney's on another team without the guy that attracts the most attention in the league, is he going to have the same impact? I like to think on the on the boards, yes. Mm. I think he's still capable of getting a double-double every game, but he's probably not sitting that high up in the points because he does get a lot of shots where you get two guys running at Bryce Cotton and Mooney yep. is just sitting out there when you've got a double Cotton on the He admits on that. He knows that. He just loves playing with that. And, I actually and, it's made- not, and that's the thing. It's not his fault. And how deep do we go into mm. this MVP voting? And, well, at halftime of the game against Sixers without Bryce Cotton, I made that call of saying, like, well, John Mooney, I think he had, like, nine and five or something. And I said, you can see how important Bryce Cotton is to Mooney's success as well. And then he went and had a uh, finish with 19 and 13 or something ridiculous. So well, they both they both produce for each other. 100%. They both provide yeah. stuff for each other. If Mooney didn't shoot like that from the outside, Cotton would be much easier to guard on the on-ball. Mooney actually sets a great mm. screen as well. I mm. think we underestimate. There's a lot of aspects of his game that come from playing high-level ACC I think it's basketball. Still, it's the Bryce Cotton, though. I think it has to be. Even if he, even if John Mooney just blows these... If, if Okay, here's the thing. If Mooney leads the Wildcats, and I'm not just saying just get his usual double-double because that's par for the course. It doesn't change too much. If he leads the Wildcats to wins without Bryce Cotton out there, good wins where he is the sole contributor and he gets 20 at 15. Well, and I think that changes the, the narrative. That, that he, changes the narrative. But he needs Bryce Cotton, doesn't it? So that, that changes could, it. And, and that's it, what I mean. It's a narrative-based award at, most of the time. We exactly, don't just look at stats. Uh, otherwise, Sobiet probably yeah. have a couple because he has unbelievable numbers. And it's not a Brownlow style. That's no. what really could help because if that what's happened Do in you the last get a two vote? weeks. No, I don't. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. You've done enough, surely, in the media this year to vote. Hey, I'm happy to jump on board. I'd love to. Oh, have, who gets the votes? Do we know? I know Olgan gets one. Liam, Liam gets one. Gets I'm confident some. with those guys having votes that they make the right decision. Um, I, don't, I don't even think Drewy does. Surely. I don't think Gazy does. Surely Gazy gets What's a vote on anything. The dude's on the bounce. Um, He's on I, everything. I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure. Um, yeah. Maybe it's because I tried to vote for you. When you were playing, so I don't know. I'm not sure. Stitch up. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that does get played. But the fact is, the guys who have voted have already made the awareness. They are in the same thing of like, hang on, like, well, should we be giving John Mooney more credit here? So it'll be interesting. Which comes back with all NBL teams. That's coaches and captains. Yeah. 
which team is going to be like, you know what? Well, there's the one. And I was just about to say, it happened in the NBL 1. We've seen it happen quite a few happens times in, everywhere. in the NBL 1. Oh, it happens in the NBL 1. Because when, when we're voting, mm. you vote. You don't. You can't vote for the guy that you think should win the MVP no. who's on your team. No. So you actively vote for the person who you think has no, no chance, chance, but the vote will still mm. seem credible. So right. you'll vote for the guy that may have been on the worst team in the league, but he's fourth in the scoring. Will Colton Iverson get a lot of first-team votes? Likely. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. We're going to see if they do that because it's you think about it, like, well he actually had some he had a good impact it's not the worst <laughs> there's thing, gonna so be a major stuff up one year and someone like i don't know besto or something is gonna get <laughs> four is, games, yeah, yeah. Four games yeah. is gonna end up in the first team that. but they would interrupt I'm, I'm assuming in the voting if that happens Wow, we get off topic quick, don't we? But oh, it's going to be... What's yeah. off topic when there's no run sheet? It's, hey, well, tram run sheet. But no, I think it's Bryce Cotton. I don't care what happens the last three. I think it'll be Bryce Cotton. South East Melbourne lock in Simon Mitchell and mm. those woeful green pants for another season. I'm assuming... Who, do they have a dress sponsor at the Phoenix? The they, league has they one. They did. Is it men's club? No. Uh, Is it men's club? No, Phoenix had their own last year, I thought. Because they were wearing suits. God, they, I don't think it was men's club. No, no, no. They wore suits, but that was for something Around, different. Right. I, don't, I don't believe it was... A proper Simon Mitchell normally listens to the show, and you brought this up before. He hasn't. The pants are shocking. Yeah, the pants are so so. So that's bad. why it's a you have good signing. But no, I, I, I think Simon Mitchell's a great person. I think he's a great coach, and I think he's well and truly earned. But you're this just extension. flat about the pants. But I'm flat about the pants. Yeah, that's fair enough. I just don't want to see them as a man who sidelines. As a man who normally dresses pretty well. At 6 a.m., walking out of bars on chapel. I dress better than you. <laughs> Mate, I've, I've told you. You're walking I've, here in pyjamas. This is a car. This is the most expensive thing I own. <laughs> no, uh, but I'm talking about Simon Mitchell. I think, I think that's a good signing. He's more than – there was all the rumours of is Brian Gorgian going to come back, mm. all this sort of stuff. And if Brian Gorgian is available, look, is he looking at United? What's he looking at? Because at the moment he can sort of – he's one of those guys who can pick his spot in a way if, if the position is available. But I think this is good that they've given Simon Mitchell this extension because he's earned it. It would have been – it would have been – ridiculously unfair if he had a second year into a new second franchise. year into a new and he's, he's done a great job the players love him very likable guy yeah. I think he's the right dude to lead this franchise well, you want to keep, you wanna keep the base structure year. as long as you can don't you to build yeah, on that sure. from what you've started with and um, yeah they've hit some roadblocks here and there but to be able to build on that and he understands the culture Tommy Greer wants to grow there so. but you also need like like of course I've got friends within the South East Melbourne team you also need a coach that players respect mm. and like yep. and that is Simon Mitchell He's a very well-respected guy throughout the league. And there's a lot to be said about X's and O's and all this sort of stuff, stuff that Simon is very proficient at. Mm. But it's also, players will play hard for you. And we we can't deny that the Phoenix guys play hard. They will play hard for a coach that they respect. And that's something that he has there. And it's why I always push for a guy like Jamie O'Loughlin to get a shot in the league somewhere, whether it be Brisbane or someone like that. It's coaches that are respected by the players and liked Mm can go a long way in this league. Oh, I mean, Simon, he was our coach when we won the championship. I have big respect for him. I love what he does. So I'm happy for him and gets another chance to really contest. But right now, as you see, with a full roster, with no distractions, no injuries, they're going to be a problem. Like, they are going to be a serious Well, they problem. are, but they've got to get in there first. Oh, they're in there. I think they're going to make they're it. I know, we're talking about mathematical sort of stuff. Mm. But who takes out that fourth spot? Look, there's a lot of teams, and we'll throw up the current standings mm. at the moment. There's a lot of teams that are well and truly in the contest for the running with that fourth spot. I think Brisbane sort of knock themselves out. Well, they've got the, the most games, they've got the most games left, Brisbane. So it's going to be they've got to win every single one. But again, I think it's going to be the They've Hawks. got a very Brisbane have got a pretty easy schedule yeah. coming up as well. I think it's going to be the Hawks. Uh, who are going to do it because Destiny's kind of in their own hands. Um Sydney splitting uh that road trip. Uh what we don't see there is the actual percentage, which is the Hawks percentage 
versus the Kings is not good. So the Kings will be happy with that. If they can just get some wins. Uh, How many games do we have left exactly? I think they, they all, t- all teams play 36. So Brisbane have the most. They've got five yeah. left. Um, so that's going to be... So it's in Brisbane. It's technically a mathematical chance, but it is in Brisbane's own hands. But again, what we're speaking about with... There's three teams going for it. The Hawks, uh, Bullets and Kings. You don't just want to limp in there into the fourth and be like, yeah, we're happy we're here. We made it. Uh, we just got in. Oh, we've got Melbourne. I'll happily United. limp into the finals. Well, you do. You get bonus or you have to win? I think you have to- no, you get bonuses. Yeah. I believe you get bonuses. It depends on your contract, but you will get a bonus for making the finals and then you get more money for the win. So you can really see the guys that have the incentives in their contracts because they might be averaging three rebounds for the year and then oh, all of a sudden the finals come around, they bump that up to six. <laughs> well, it's they're attacking the boards. They know there's money on the line. But you also don't want to, like, we saw Illawarra versus Melbourne last week and Melbourne just put the sword to them. Yeah. But that is Melbourne and we could, we could very well get to the finals here and Melbourne could just blow teams away. Mm. They're that type of team. They've got a bit of arrogance to them. Yeah, 100%. And whether I agree with that arrogance, sometimes mm. it annoys me. I do think this team is a little bit more arrogant than what they've proved. Mm. But you know what? <laughs> they might prove me to be an idiot when they get to the finals and just blow teams away because they've got that ability. And we've seen it a couple of times. I don't think they can do that to a full-strength Perth, but I think they can do that to every other team in the league. Yeah, well, well even if we saw the throwdown full-strength Phoenix team when they got that win. Keeper Sykes is the key to the Phoenix. So if yeah. they want to have a really strong chance at winning a title, he's got to be their main guy with Mitch Creek. But yeah, it's... <laughs> It should be. It should be setting up nicely for some good finals games. Oh, just so Bryce, if you're listening, I know. I feel listen. like we've been marching through yeah. the desert, mm. and an oasis right now mm. is a down oh, to the wire was, series. That was your senior year on a festival. You- that was actually just me last Saturday night trying oh. to get to the Seven Eleven for a four AM <laughs> Slurpee. But <laughs> I feel like we've been marching through the desert, and the oasis mm. that we can finally nourish ourselves at yeah. will be a down to the wire. Perth Melbourne final series. Yeah, and then- I want nothing else. I don't want an upset where Sydney gets in or Illawarra gets in, Southeast Melbourne gets in. We and then either that, Perth yeah, or Melbourne just blow them out of the water. I want the two best teams going ahead, going head to head. That will be the only reward for having done 7,000 trash talk episodes mm-hmm. and 150,000 pregame integrations this year. You integrate. You actually put more effort into integrations in the rundown. So I'm pretty I impressed do. with your, your integration. <laughs> because it's just me, Pete. I can't have you looking good over here. Fair enough. By giving you a, a rundown that I don't send through at 7:30 a.m. <laughs> the morning of the podcast. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, in fire out of bounds. Mm. I love this one because you, sir, got a text message during the week that just angered me a little bit. And I will not name the sender. Mm. But in fire out of bounds, Trevor Gleeson to Asia. Now, Adam Ford recently left. Sydney, of course. Yep. And I said, oh, I smell Tom Foolery. Something's up here. Mm. 40, Adam, we'll call him here. <laughs> standards. I reckon, there's an, him, Adam. I reckon there's an opportunity there. Mm. I reckon there's an opportunity at Perth because that Asia talk has always been around. We refer to it the Godfather deal. Well, Lockie Reid. Someone Reed in Asia. Lockie yeah. Reid, Lockie Reid, of Just course, I believe covered this. Lockie Reid mm. covered this publicly before it was ever. Oh, a couple of days ago. A couple came, of days yeah. ago. So I, th- I think, I'm not sure how this stuff works, whether who breaks it or who mm. does what, but I, we'll, we'll credit that to Lockie Reid there. But if that Godfather deal's on the table and Trev leaves. Adam Ford just looks nicely set to step into that role. Mm. Am I right? Well, you would. Now, I was called almost a fool by someone who texted you during the week, a, a known basketball personality, or maybe not. You were fired up. You nearly spat, oh, out. You spat out. We were having coffee. I just spat out the coffee. On me. Though. On you. But someone to say that what I was saying was ridiculous and totally untrue, mm. which I thought was a very interesting text message to receive considering 
the things that are about to potentially happen if Trevor takes well, the Godfather yeah. Asia deal. Because I didn't know any of it until you tried to fill me in on what could potentially be happening. And I didn't even, at this point, I didn't even Chess see the, pieces the Lockie Reed moving. thing. I didn't even see that. So then it all started to line up and I was like, wow, maybe mm. Felix actually does do something else. Now, what knows, you, understands something. So no, I reckon there's something going on. Well, it would be. I can smell stuff in the water here with Trev because at some point in your career, right now he's got the safest job in basketball. He's built a culture there that is just ridiculously strong and he could sit back in his chair. And that's why some people always, you know, I I spoke about Adam Ford as if I was to start a team right now, who would I have as a coach? And I go with Adam Ford. Trevor Gleason's got that thing in in park Mm. at the moment. And, and, And that is no disrespect to Trevor Gleason. He's one of the greatest coaches we've ever had in this country, and I probably I wouldn't mind him having a long-term stint at the Boomers to build that sort of culture there, which is Ooh. harder. It's harder when you don't have the day-to-day contact like he does yeah. with those players. It's a little harder to build that. But I don't know. Well, I reckon there could be some movement up there. If in the there jungle. is, I mean, as going back to what Lockie Reed said on the news in Perth is – when you're like the best, he's been, he set the benchmark for the yeah. last decade or whatever. I'm sure you get bored. And yeah. You, what is the next challenge? Yeah. So you're thinking, man, like this year, he's probably thinking, this is a challenge. We lost Trico Y, we lost, yeah. lost Nick K. All of a sudden, they find themselves locked in for the 35th straight season. He's thinking, man, well, it wasn't really a challenge in the end. Like, we got it done again. And so, what's the next thing for him? He wants to challenge himself to be better. And is it a, a deal over there? Wait, I mean, it's going to be big money regardless. Yeah. Pete, Pete. Mate, I'm with you. I don't know. I don't no, 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 no. I know that. I know that. But you say he wants to challenge himself. He wants the bag. What? And you know what's over in Asia? The bag. Lots and lots of money. And you can buy lots of material things with that money. You can do a whole bunch of stuff that I'm probably not even going to mention on this podcast yep. with that type of money. <laughs> That's what people are going over for. Challenge this, challenge that. Pay the man what he deserves. And I just don't think – I think for what he's proven himself as a coach, I don't think he can find that money mm. in the NBL, but you can find it in Asia. Oh, absolutely. He's going to pay a truckload of money. Gorge was sitting well for a while. Gorge was sitting very well. I'll tell you what, he rolls up to, to Body World Gym in South Melbourne when he um, – in a, no, it's in St Kilda now. <laughs> it was actually never, never in, in it South was South never South. in South Melbourne. Rolls up in the – Lambo. He's got plenty of cash behind the back seat. Does he? He doesn't drive a Lambo. Oh. But I reckon he could afford one. He could find. He could finance. I don't know what to believe from you, mate. He could finance a Lamborghini. I'm sure of that. He'd have a few. Bits. But Trevor Gleeson, I reckon there's a chance if he goes over and gets the bag in China, mm. then Adam Ford can step into that role. And I reckon that has partly why he's this Sydney mutual agreement. I'm with you. Mate, you've got all the inside. You talk to more people than I do, so I'll, I'll I back you. I'll I do. Secret coffees all over the place. Anyway, hot or cold, Kevin White, game winner attempt. <laughs> oh, this is the game. Brisbane had to, Brisbane came back to win. They looked dead and came back. And Todd Blanchard didn't play, so he would have been on the floor. But w- were you going to put someone else in? So they called a timeout. Obviously, knowing Andre Lamanis, he's just not going to let Bryce Cotton beat you. No. So didn't even need a three. Uh, they double teamed Bryce Cotton. They left Kevin White wide open, and he was way off. But he just missed here's, one. Here's my thing. Game before is Kevin White a capable shooter? He's knocked down some. I think he's yes, thirty three percent. Yes, yeah. he's a capable shooter. Mm. Is Kevin White an even more capable shooter when he's wide open? Well, the, the stats oh. probably say right now, no. No, but, I, I think he's yes, better he when he just doesn't have to think about this it. This is one of those situations. I'm not going to say hot or cold on this one. I'm taking a cop out. What's the point of the segment? He just missed a shot. Well, he did. That's he just missed the shot. There was all these people. He shouldn't have been shooting. He shouldn't have been shooting that. It's just it, you flip the coin. Well, people it are saying he goes in. He's a professional basketballer. He can make that shot. People are saying I he guarantee- should have drove. Like he would have time to get a two up or something like that. But again, step in with confidence. He did just step miss in it with confidence. Ma- it's 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 make balls to take it, balls to make it. I that's think it's my college. Well, that's, if he makes say. it, all of a sudden he's a hero. Isn't all it? of a sudden you're a hero, and it's a yeah. great shot. And if you could take that play again, and the Wildcats are like, geez, do we want Kevin White wide open taking a three? Yeah, you'd probably take it again, and well, you back him. I think if they take that play again, they might. 
put Kev White in the short corner and then have like even a Mooney there, like someone who when they're going to double. Oh, okay, let's let's just sub in a better shooter. He was on the floor. Yeah, we'll take a Bryce Cotton. Yeah, yeah, but maybe he wouldn't have been open if he was there. You just asked me this. Make up Slide a you, doors, so you can make up a hy- hypothetical, but I can't. I'm the host. Fair enough. Thank Sorry, you. Dad. Back in your hole. Stay. Don't make me call you Ridiculous. Peter again. Ian, I'm not you- coming back. Don't make me call you Peter again because I felt bad when I had to do that last time. A lot of people call me Peter when they're mad. COVID back for finals time. Oh, Restrictions hey, just sitting vid. around the corner. The Ooh. vid. Oh, the vid. It's back. Yeah, not oh, good. Over in Epping. What are they doing in Epping at the oh, moment? It's all up north. I'm not. It's not. It's not <laughs> ideal because, as you said, it this looks like there's going to be two Melbourne teams locked into finals. Uh, it's only two weeks away, and hopefully, literally, li- literally them. locked into finals. Unable to leave their homes. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, a little play on words. But is it what's going to happen here? Because I can't predict anything. It seems like they're maybe avoiding to go into lockdown, and we're not going to get into some it's not, it's discussion not so much, on, on political. It's not so much the lockdown that's worried. It's the border closures. Because yeah. you look at the one place that does like to close borders quicker are also mm. in the finals. So what happens there? That is true. And there's no yacht to play on. So we can't just say that like, both teams meet on the Now, yacht. I did float that one with Larry last with the league year. last year, um, but it was to no avail. Yeah, so hopefully it's just something that can be over really quickly and we can get over. And the problem is... Even- imagine oh, imagine if we got all the way to the finals, Melbourne and Perth, and COVID just, just stabbed a knife into it. That would... Yeah, after the long... For those thing, listening on podcast, <laughs> I am slapping wood. It would be... Yeah, it'd be horrible. So hopefully it does just quickly go and that we don't get any border closures. or any, Even if there is a border closure, there still has to be like 14 days of nothing which leads to finals, which all of a sudden can't happen. And what happens then? All of a sudden, we've got a hub. Let's see, I'll tell you what, let's just end this one and not talk it into existence. So another hot and cold, we're it's not going to say hot or cold. First two, okay, first two off the bench have not been great. This one, <laughs> Nick K to the Jack Jumpers. Oh, it's a lot of talk, a lot of steam that it's going to happen. And they need to come with a splash. That's going to be a good splash. So they'd come with a splash with that. That'd be a big splash. Are you happy with that? Would you be happy with Nick K? <laughs> yes, I reckon it'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think so. You look at John Mooney, Nick K 2.0. Mm. Right there. I think if Nick K is on a team without Bryce Cotton, it's another one of those ones. How does he play over there? His stats in Europe haven't been you know, blowing teams out of the water. Europe's tough, man. At the moment. Europe is tough, especially yeah. for a physical player. He bodies people over here. I don't think you can do that as much in Europe. So mm. it wouldn't surprise me if he did want to get back to the NBL yep. where he's sort of one of those little, not crazy athletic, but physically he overpowers a lot of guys. Sort of stuff we're st- starting to see a bit of Finn Delaney do as well. Yeah, we spoke to, cool. I spoke to the uh, CEO Simon Brookhouse last oh. night and he was saying, on, on air, mate, not just oh, a phone I call. I thought you were just <laughs> texting him. I wish. Interesting. A bit of Liam Santamaria about me then. Uh, <laughs> and he said that they would love to be able to release some signings the next couple of weeks that's their idea and that's going to be outside the league obviously with the league still going on um, and they as the NBA starts to wind up they've got people they're talking to uh, all these kind of things so they would love to be able to just have some big announcements coming on player signings because that's what everyone wants to see all the that's other things is. are great yeah, yeah, now okay. but it's like what, what are you going to put on the bus? you got a cool logo mm. you got a good coach you got a good mascot you got a good CEO you got a giant ship as a sponsor and a which new- we'll jump onto right now Okay, hot or cold Spirit of Tasmania signs on as a major partner. Well, it's hot, isn't it? Because you want to keep it Tassie. You want to keep it... It's cold. Why? Do you see what cruise ships just did to this country (laughs) over the last eight months, Peter Hawley? I don't think it means that they're going to be sending teams on them. I don't think they're going to be sending teams on them. Get these cruise ships out of here. No, I'm joking. It's fantastic. I think think it's it's one of the symbols of Tasmania, the spirit of Tasmania. I've been on it a couple of times. I know a couple of the other sports bet boys have been on it. It's a fantastic experience, and I reckon it's it's a fantastic sponsor to land, and it just sends a message to the AFL. And the good thing about us getting in this early- Oh, that's the big thing. Thing, That's it? the big thing because now we're getting AFL's too slow, the, and they'll they'll get them eventually if they go. But right now, this is the biggest ticket in Tassie. Mm. It's the biggest ticket in Tassie outside of that random 
nightclub in Launceston that we went to. Oh, good time, on wasn't the it? Road yeah. Trip. Yes, I was still a have a citation time. from outside yeah. that venue, but it was a fantastic night. Jeez, this, <laughs> this is just this derailed. Is, yeah, this season has just gone uh, far too long. But you're right. You know, keep it local. I love that. The Derwent Entertainment Centre, the uh, remake is going to look Can really good. Can we name good. that? Can we rename the Derwent Entertainment Centre, though? It's the deck. Oh. You take you the expect deck. the New Zealand team to come out and call it the deck. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> that is a recipe for disaster. Well, that's what it is. They can't, they can't just change the name. Okay. Well, I look forward to the um, Sky Sports Boys commentary. What would you call that it? one? What would you call it? I don't know the the Ant Dome something. Next hot and cold. <laughs> Goodness me! There's something, there's something <laughs> cooler we can nickname wow. this. The Ant <laughs> Dome. The Ant Dome. That's all you could oh. come up with. The creator, you're on the content team for Sportsbet. You come up with some elite content, and the first thing that came to your head was Ant Dome. <laughs> Elam ending. Don't, don't Google God. Ant Dome either. I don't know what could come up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't. I have no idea. What is oh, wrong with you? Little, two little ants just going at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god Elam ending In 2022 Is this what you want to see? Yeah I want to see it if I reckon see it, it NBL yeah. Cup uh, If it does happen I'm not sure if it would happen But it might be So well, the Elam ending the Blitz. For those that don't understand The final four minutes of the game The clock shuts off And I believe it's then Well I don't think it has to be There's the a target minutes. score it, It's any time They want to have the clock cut off It could be two minutes Four minutes Five minutes But it's yeah, I think it's the difference In the, the total score No I believe it's the final um, I believe it's the final four minutes well, that's of college because it's hold on. I'm just note to self when we do a podcast. Look up the actual <laughs> look up the talking. actual meaning of when what you're we're filling in hot and colds on the tram. Just know what you're talking. About. No, I think it's there's a certain time you can pick because it's different in the All Star game when it was in the yeah. tournament. Um, and then it's I think it's the difference in the score. It's goes like on, twelve points. So it goes on top of the of team the, that's leading. the leading, and then it's. It's first there. So you get, no matter what, you get some sort of game-winning style shot. Well, you can't the foul, can you? No. You're like, oh, well, they're going to go to and finish. So all of a sudden, defense. Elam ending. And shout out to the NBL Pocket Podcast and Joseph and Andrew because they're the ones that push this one nonstop. I, I think it'd be Elam ending in the – if they do do an NBL Cup, I'm, I'm hearing it might be right at the start of the season. If they do, I don't know if it's even going to so happen. So they're just going to rename the Blitz the NBL Cup. No, no, I think there'll still be a Blitz. Oh, we can't have a Blitz and an NBL Cup. Come on. A blup. <laughs> oh, no, we, they're done. And on that note, if you're Everybody, still listening, we apologize for the back end. June, of this June 8th, the Tassie Jack Jumpers are going to lease their proper memberships. That's what Simon Brookhouse said. Get to the Ant Dome. Ant Dome yeah, is going to be ready to get, rock. Get to the Ant Dome, June 8th, memberships for the Tassie team. And if you are in Tassie, then remember. If you want an AFL team there one day, then this is the way to do it. You need to come out in droves as soon as the AFL sits there and watches an NBL stadium, a sport that notoriously hasn't had crazy amounts of fans in the building. As soon as they see that, they're going to think, okay, these Tassie people, I think that's what we call them. Hey, look at you down. Taswegians, I know, down the barrel. Taswegians (laughs) are hungry for sport. So if you want an AFL team, it starts with the NBL team. Get out there and drive support, memberships, everything. Taswegians? Jeez, I feel like I should be just paid for that plug. Anyway. Taswegians, Tasmanians, they're also called. Taswegians. Enjoy and gamble responsibly.